Hello, and welcome to the Tiny Moments podcast. My name is Taylor, and I'm your host. Before I get into the show, I thought I would just reintroduce myself in case we have any new listeners and in case you're not following me on my other socials already. So again, I'm Taylor. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm a content creator on Instagram and YouTube, and I make content about self-love, mental health, fashion, and lifestyle. I also have the Tiny Moments podcast, obviously, and this is a space where I love to have meaningful conversations. I also just created my own social media managing business about six months ago, so I help businesses and personal brands make social media a tool for their success. So enough about me. Today is an episode I'm very excited about. It's the third episode here on the Tiny Moments podcast, and today we have our first guest ever, my good friend, Nicole. So Nicole is a fellow content creator and entrepreneur. She creates content on Instagram and YouTube, and she's an amazing friend. She's beautiful inside and freaking out, and she's so smart and fun to talk to, which is why I wanted to have her here today. So without further ado, Nicole, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, hey guys. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here, and you almost made me cry with that intro because it's <laughs> oh, so cute. I'm going to cry. <laughs> It's true. It's true. <laughs> that's so sweet. Oh, that's that's really sweet. Thank you so much for having me on here, though. I'm excited so to have these conversations with you. You're so welcome. Okay, do you want to tell the audience a little bit about what you do and like what kind of content you create? Yeah, so um, I am a YouTuber and content creator here in Vancouver. Uh, my YouTube name is Nicole V. Uh, I created this brand uh, based on myself because I am the type of person who loves to live life to the fullest and have always really loved helping people and inspiring slash motivating people. So I really hope that through my content, it makes others out there watching, make them feel happier or like laugh or it sparks a thought or a feeling or anything. Um, but I really hope to inspire others out there. Amazing. Well, I always feel inspired after watching your videos or like reading anything that you post on social mm -hmm. media. So I definitely think doing that. Okay, so I wanted to talk about how we first met so we can give our listeners an idea, a background so they can like understand our vibe. Mm -hmm. So totally. Nicole and I met at a photo shoot for Sugaring Business. And I, I wanted to talk about this because we had a conversation last week off air just over the phone about kind of like what we thought of each other before yeah. we officially met. What did you think of me? <laughs> well, first of all, like this was my first ever like professional shoot. So mm -hmm. I was hella nervous. And right when I saw you there, I was like, okay, she knows what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Like she knows all the poses. So I, it Aww. made me more nervous. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, okay, obviously she's mm -hmm. like an experienced model. And I Aww. just like didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So I was just so... I was nervous. I wasn't nervous about like you as a person at yeah. all. Mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, what am I doing here? Because I don't even know how to pose. So yeah. that was like my first initial thought of you, I guess. Aww. So what was yours? <laughs> what well, was yours I had already seen your YouTube prior to the photo shoot. So I already knew right. of you. But then I just thought you were like this cool, like you had like, I think five or 600 subscribers at that time. And like, I I had less than a hundred at that point. And so like, I was like, oh my God, she's like this other Winnipeg YouTuber. And like, I didn't actually think we would even be friends. Like, I don't know, I, was, I thought you were like too cool. And like, and then you were at the shoot, but like you actually ended up being like super sweet and yeah, so. 
(laughs) I remember the first when you told me that I was like what that's so (laughs) that's so wild I feel like we're never in competition with one another like we genuinely just want each other to succeed and we're always so happy Mm -hmm. for each other when we do and I feel like we're both very supportive Mm -hmm. of each other you know and even though we mm-hmm. occupy such a similar space on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so thankful to have the connection that we do because yeah. I think it's hard times in this industry like to have women around mm-hmm. that you don't feel like you're competing against. Totally. Or- I feel like we get each other and we both have like the weird sense of humor too. Like I think we're both <laughs> weird. So I think that also really helped <laughs> with our friendship and our connection. So I'm really happy that we met and that we developed this friendship. And like, I look at you as kind of like a mentor slash friend, right? Because you are just like, it's, you're very organized and like, I'm organized too, but like you take it to the next level. And I'm just like, damn, <laughs> like I'm so ADD sometimes. And like, I just strive to be like as organized as you. Cause like, you are on point. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. I feel like my life is just like a big mess all the time. And I have no. like a million sticky notes going on at once. But like, mm, that's great, thank though. you so much. That's great. <laughs> Another thing I love too, is that I feel like we both have the same mindset in terms of, you know, believing that there's room for everybody and we can all eat like there's, mm-hmm. just, there's room for everyone at the table. Yeah. And I'm just glad that we both kind of have that mindset. So mm-hmm. that's totally. why I wanted to touch on. So today's episode is gonna be about what it's like to be single versus being in a relationship during quarantine. We're going to also talk about dating disasters and we are going to talk about sugar daddies. This episode is a lot different from my first two because if you guys listen to the first two episodes, they were a little bit more serious. And the reason I wanted to do this one is because I don't want every episode to be so serious. I want like some lighthearted content and something to make you guys laugh. And I know I'm going to be laughing. So let's get into the first topic. So <laughs> Okay, let's do it. Currently, Nicole is single and she moved from Winnipeg to Vancouver. Yep. We are also, at the time that you're listening to this, we are currently in a worldwide pandemic. Mm-hmm. So Vancouver and Winnipeg have different restrictions right now. So where yeah. I am in Winnipeg, we just got out of code red and we're still like not really able to go out mm-hmm. or see anybody um, Vancouver is a little bit different. Yeah. So things are these- fairly normal out here. Like you could still go to a restaurant. You pretty much can go anywhere and you just have to wear your mask, obviously. But it seems a lot more relaxed out here compared to Winnipeg. And I feel really bad. So Nicole's single out there. I am currently in a committed relationship. I live with my boyfriend in our little apartment. And I just wanted to mm-hmm. talk about what it's like to be single during this pandemic mm-hmm. and then also what it's like being in a relationship so I had a few questions for you yeah of course (laughs) ask away how is dating right now during the pandemic like are Mm -hmm. you do you feel like you're gravitating towards like tinder or dating apps um well like I am freshly single I would say it's like been two to three months um so it's definitely different being in a new city different networking and meeting people nowadays because going out like you can't go out to a lounge or bar and like have crowds of people right so it's very different in that aspect on your own during COVID and realistically it's so I did eventually download Tinder and I have Hinge and uh, I was using Bumble Biz actually but it's interesting I think that you meet a lot of different types of characters and 
<laughs> it's pretty, pretty tough to find someone that you truly vibe with, to be honest. And yeah, it's just interesting. I don't really have any other way to put it. It's just kind of like very repetitive too when you're in the app. And I've personally never been the type of person to necessarily use dating apps for a long time on dating because there's so many different aspects coming into it, like COVID and like isolation and all of that, right? Right. So mm -hmm. do you feel less connected having to meet people this way? Or do you find that it's like, it kind of takes the pressure off? Um, to be honest, I think it gives you the opportunity to maybe weed out more because you could actually talk more before you meet, let's say, right? So I think right. that you can get to know that a person just by having a conversation with them in like the DM or whatever, even if you talk on the phone until you meet that person in actual person. But yeah, I just think that it's a strange time for dating. And I've asked a lot of people too what they think, and they definitely share the same problem as I do. <laughs> Okay, interesting. Because yeah. I can imagine for me, like I, I really thrive off of like human connection in person. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that'd be tough. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I have met some cool people. Uh, right. But of course, I'm still in my healing phase. And I'm on my own journey. So at this point in time, like, I'm not ready to be in a relationship. But it's cool. Like, just, I guess, conversing with other humans at the end of the day. And that's kind of like the headspace that I'm in is just like meeting cool people. And obviously, if there's a vibe, then great. But if there's not, then I'm not, you know. Okay, good. Well, I'm proud of you for that. Thanks. Coming from being you know, as you said, a serial mm. dater to like actually being comfortable on your own, especially in a new city. Mm -hmm. Like that's big. Yeah. It's um, been a process. <laughs> so that actually kind of leads me to my next question. Mm. Do you feel more lonely being single during the pandemic because you're spending so much more time alone mm -hmm. or do you have less FOMO? So like, mm -hmm. do you have less of that fear of missing out of being in a relationship mm -hmm. or do you have more because you're seeing, you know, couples quarantine together? How is mm -hmm. that? How's that experience been? Um, So it's honestly up and down and it comes in waves. I would say it usually feels a little worse when it gets closer to the weekend. You are getting a lot of stuff done, Kay. I want to go on a quick tangent. Yeah. I just wanted you to maybe elaborate a little bit on what your like newest ventures are. Mm -hmm. So obviously you do Instagram and yeah. YouTube, which we know. Yes. So do you want to tell us about your new venture? And it's actually kind of wild because mm -hmm. we both didn't realize that we were doing the same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, um, so I am kind of following in the same direction that you're going into, which is the social media management department. But I think that it's going to be like a booming industry, obviously, with COVID, like, everything's going online now, right? I've honestly been like a huge social media person from the get go, like I've always been online in some form. I think it's something that I'm just really gravitating towards and I didn't necessarily see myself doing this before I moved out here because I was doing makeup before and I was working in telecom but I have been really discovering my passion for creating content and creating brands and branding something and yeah it's just it's been a really awesome journey so far and I am happy that you're in my life too because you're doing the same thing so we can kind of lean on each other and also support each other in that way so that actually kind of leads me into what I was going to talk about yeah. being in a relationship in quarantine mm -hmm. because now that I have my own business and mm -hmm. I mean granted yeah how is that I would have been busy okay so I think I even if I hadn't started my own social media managing business mm -hmm. I still think that I would have 
been busy. So I'm very fortunate that my boyfriend is also an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So he has his own clothing brand. He also has a brand where he sells like thrifted clothes or use Mm -hmm. or, you know, just other people's brands, I guess. But both of us are both working on our own separate projects. So Mm -hmm. even though, yes, we are quarantining together and we're home all day together, Mm -hmm. we're typically not together from like 9am to Mm 5pm. Like obviously we eat our meals together Mm -hmm. and we, we talk here and there throughout the day and it's great, but Mm -hmm. typically we're both working on our own stuff. So I actually still feel like I have that separateness from him. And I think that's been what's keeping the dynamic fun because I still like look forward to quote unquote clocking out, which I mean, obviously because we're entrepreneurs and because we own our own businesses Mm -hmm. and we're, you know, content creators, we never really fully clock out for me. I try and clock out at a specific time in regards to creating content for my clients rather than myself. So honestly, quarantine has been so good for Glenn and I. Like we, I feel like we have such a new appreciation for each other. I feel like we appreciate all those small moments even more. And honestly, like before the first lockdown, we were at a point where I would be sometimes working a lot of evenings Mm -hmm. and he would be working days. So we would almost just be like, crossing paths and I missed him and I didn't like that and that's that's another reason why I knew I needed to start my own business so that I could have the flexibility to create my own hours and just hashtag goals hashtag goals (laughs) that's awesome though that you guys are both um, entrepreneurs and like that's a lot of really really great energy in your household yeah Mm -hmm. for sure thank you I I'm just I, I think it's wild because when we started dating five years ago like neither of us knew we were going to become entrepreneurs. Like I was so sure that I was going to remain a teacher. Mm -hmm. And he at the time was working at like a retail store. Mm -hmm. And then he moved on to an office job. And now he still has that job, but he's doing his own thing. And it's just, it's so wild because like that kind of solidified to me, if I didn't know already that we were meant to be, because now we're both on a very similar path. So yeah, all in all, honestly, quarantine for us has been very, very good very beneficial I feel like we both have such a clear vision of what we want out of life now so yeah it's been it's been really good I'm also enjoying having more quality time to spend together where we're not burnt out at the end of the day I do miss going out on dates though I will say that I also miss getting together with our other friends but overall again just surprised at how well quarantining together has been I expected to be very annoyed but I was not (laughs) I also wanted to add that my sex life in quarantine has been amazing <laughs> yes girl get it get it <laughs> for those of you who don't know nicole and i made a video on youtube all about the topic of sex we had mm-hmm. our followers send us some questions and mm-hmm. we answered them so if you guys want to check out that video i will link it down below if you guys want to check that out nothing is too much information with us so mm-hmm. just i also up. feel like a lot of my perspectives have changed from that video so I definitely think we should do another one. Oh, we're for sure doing a part two like 100% yes. as soon as it's safe I'm coming to Vancouver so my friend yeah. Glenn and my friend Oscar and I we're gonna go to Vancouver as soon as it's safe we're filming that part mm-hmm. two but yeah my sex life has been a one I think okay so I have I'm, a theory. I'm so happy for you because <laughs> <laughs> mine's non-existent. <laughs> Okay, but I'm actually proud of you. That's a, that's a I know. good sign. It's, it's great. I have a good sex life with myself. <laughs> that's amazing. 
I'm actually proud of you. Like, that's perfect. So (laughs) thank you. I think, okay, I have a theory on why my sex life improved so much during quarantine. Well, Mm. okay, so there's a few reasons. So number one, Mm. I think, well, we were bored. And like, what else is there to Mm. do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So sex. And you're stuck in a room together. So like. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So one, being bored. Two, um, I think because we weren't like expending so much energy outside of the home and that actually that kind of made me wake up to the fact that I want to have more energy for that because Mm -hmm. intimacy is a big way that I feel connected to my partner so I Mm want to that's another reason well okay not solely the sex reason but just having Mm -hmm. expendable energy that's another reason why I wanted to start my own business so I could like put my energy where I wanted it and save Mm -hmm. x amount of energy for the other things that I want. So my sex life has been great. Shout out to quarantine for that. Yay. <laughs> I also, I noticed that there's been, <laughs> that you're clapping right now. I clapped. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love also that there's been so many quarantine babies. COVID babies. Okay. Like COVID babies. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. But I mean, I think that was bound to happen. I mean, you put people stuck in their homes, like, what else are they going to do, right? <laughs> roller coaster, I think, for parents right now because everyone's stuck at home kind of doing the same repetitive thing. Especially if, if you have multiple kids, I can only imagine being stuck at home with multiple children for all day or however long that you have to stay home, right? Totally. I feel, okay, so I on the topic of this, I feel like there's, there's several pros and there's several cons. Like for me mm-hmm. growing up, like my mom was a stay-at-home mom we had so much time together and I think that's why Mm -hmm. we're like absolutely best friends now because I had Mm -hmm. so many special moments with her I got to bond in a way that like a lot of kids didn't have the opportunity to do Mm -hmm. we did so much reading together we had so much fun so like Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a positive in a way yeah like there's a positive in a way where parents get to spend more time Mm -hmm. with their kids that they may not have had yeah of Um, course but I also think too that it can be of course, like challenging, especially with the kids not going totally. to school because they're not yeah. necessarily getting that socializing aspect that they need. Yeah. But well, usually kids go to school and then the parents usually have time for themselves or for other things, depending on what they do or they go to work. But now if you're working from home and then you also have kids at home, it just changes the dynamics of everything. I don't have kids, but I can only imagine. And I've like seen friends just ha- who have kids, multiple kids, and it looks like a handful. Yeah. And like, I, I'm not a parent either, but I was Mm -hmm. a teacher for a long time. So I Mm -hmm. kind of have a bit of insight on what it's like to be around kids for (laughs) like eight hours a day. Yeah. But yeah. What is that? What is that like? Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, girl, that's a whole other episode to be honest with you. Needless to say, that's why I don't want kids anytime soon. Well, not, okay. That's not the sole, (laughs) that sounds really bad. That's not the sole reason why I think it's now as well like I'm I have just a lot of dreams and goals that I want to do before that and I think like there's I'm not throwing shade to anybody who wants to have Mm -hmm. kids or for some women like it's not their purpose but it's their calling you know Mm -hmm. like that's just Mm -hmm. something they totally dream about and of course I dream about that one day too but just not right now everyone has like a different version of what they think their life should look like right 
Totally. I think for some couples, I think this was really just like such a good opportunity to be like, okay, we're going to evaluate this. We're actually ready for kids. Now we can both be home. You know, I think Mm -hmm. that there's like pros and cons to both. So I'm happy for everyone who had a quarantine baby. Also happy for everyone who chose not to, you know. Exactly. Should we move on to our next topic? Sure. Yeah, let's do that. Our next topic is (laughs) dating disasters. (laughs) Lord have mercy. <laughs> okay, I'm so ready for this one because, again, it was another one of those off-air conversations. But I want to yeah. know some of your – okay, what is, like, what is the worst date that you've ever been on? Um, I went on this date with this one guy, and this is back in Winnipeg. Um, and so he'd been bugging me for a while, and then I just finally was like, okay, like, I gave it a chance. And so, like, we went to smoke hookah. And like, (laughs) you know, when you go smoke hookah, you usually have your own tip. They give you the different mouthpieces, right? So I had mine. Sorry, I've actually never been to a hookah bar. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they basically give you like the the mouthpiece that you put into it. So you like every person has their own, right? Right. So anyways, I kept switching mine every time he would pass it to me. And like, he would comment and be like, why are you changing it? Like, you don't want to touch lips with me. And I'm like, um, uh, (laughs) no, like, it was just really uncomfortable. And then we got to the car and like, you know, we're just chatting and like, we were like, I was smoking some weed. Okay. It was late night. But anyways, he like (laughs) kept trying to kiss me and like, it was just very awkward. And at that point I called it a night and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to just go now. Just through Instagram. I don't think I, yeah, I didn't know him. So it was, <laughs> it was interesting. That was like probably one of my dating quote unquote experiences. Uh, like, of course I've said that I have been a serial dater in the past. So I have been in a lot more like long-term relationships and I just think I am like a relationshipy type person but I also am appreciating being single and actually focusing on myself because I spent a lot of my life focusing on other people and building those people up and you know just kind of learn not kind of I'm I would say I've learned a lot along the way and I'm grateful but now is like the time for me that's amazing I'm so here for that since being in Vancouver have you had mm-hmm. any like dating disasters um <laughs> what is that laugh <laughs> um okay I think I've really only met like a few people in person um there definitely are a lot of people who will send you strange messages thank god <laughs> I haven't gotten any dick pics or anything <laughs> thank god okay because yeah but like it, it kind of would be good because now I'm realizing that girls kind of get the shitty end of the stick in a way because like you don't necessarily know what you're getting yourself into down there until you go there wait (laughs) it goes both ways for everyone well like I'm just saying like someone could be like super hot and then all of a sudden he has a micro penis like you don't know this (laughs) you're saying that dick pics are a good thing If, if okay if they're not unsolicited if it's a requested dick pic then it's fine but if it's just a rat, like when guys send you dick pics, like it's just not, I didn't ask for that. Okay. Oh my God. That is actually the worst. And also, okay. I'm 25 now, but mm-hmm. when I was single, keep in mind, I've been with Glenn for five years. So the last time mm-hmm. I was single, I was 20, but mm-hmm. back then I had absolutely no interest in a dick pic. Like I just, <laughs> I like, I, I don't like it. I didn't want to see your dick, but now yeah. 
okay, I feel like if I was single mm-hmm. in 2021, mm-hmm. I may or may not have the same mindset as you, but I'm undecided. <laughs> <laughs> like that being said, I would not take a picture of my genitals and send it to some dude before I Yeah, like, literally. Yeah, I no. think it's just guys and girls are very different sometimes and that's okay. Do we want to um, go into one of my dating disasters? Yeah. Okay, actually, it's not even a dating disaster because I didn't okay, I wanna go know. on the date. This was a Tinder thing. So I mm-hmm. match with this guy. He's, like, super tall, tattoos everywhere, clearly went to the gym. I honestly cannot even tell you what our conversation about <laughs> – or, sorry, what our conversation was about because I do not remember. But mm-hmm. I remember him being, like, do you want to go for a coffee? And I was, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, let's let's go out for a coffee. And he's, mm-hmm. like – Okay, but <laughs> he said, okay, but do you mind picking me up? Because I don't have my license back yet. I just got out of jail yesterday. What? <laughs> oh, my God. And Yo, I was like, what yeah, a great pickup line. That's a great pickup line. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I'm just going to pass. I feel you on it. I had. Okay. And also, like, so, you know, like. Our hometown mm-hmm. is very small, so mm-hmm. the chances of someone hearing this that probably shouldn't hear this are pretty high, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. Speak your truth. <laughs> so I matched with this guy on Tinder, and we were talking, mm-hmm. and then he asked me, and I've never had someone over the internet ask me this, but he asked mm-hmm. me how tall I was. Oh, so really? I should have, like, I feel mm-hmm. like I should have known, but I basically agreed to meet up with <gasps> him. We went to yeah. Earl's, yeah. and when I walked up to the table, he was sitting and I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, decent looking dude. Like this is cool. Mm -hmm. And then he stood up to shake my hand. Oh oh, yeah. He was so short. Oh no. (laughs) I'm not trying to be ignorant because Mm -hmm. I, I think that if I, okay, let me just put you in the mindset. Everyone has their own preference. (laughs) Yes. But let me just like put you in the mindset. I was like, Mm -hmm. 18 years old or Mm -hmm. 19 and I was just playing the field not really Mm -hmm. necessarily looking for something so serious and like at Mm -hmm. that time I you know I feel like when you're young like that and you're just like looking to date just to date you're kind of like more surface level and looking at appearances more than more than I would now for sure dude was hella short and I was like okay and I just I, I don't know I felt bad like he was really like significantly shorter Mm-hmm. So that was fun. So ladies, wow. if you're listening to this and someone asks you how tall you are on Tinder, <laughs> then you should probably take that mm-hmm. as a hint. Well, uh, I, like I think height for me is a huge thing. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's at the top of my list because I feel like I want to be able to wear heels. And if I can't wear heels and I feel like taller than you it makes me uncomfortable for some reason I don't know if that's being insensitive or anything but that's just my preference okay see that's how I feel I would never discriminate against someone who had like an amazing personality whatever whatever like Mm -hmm. there's not everyone is gonna Mm -hmm. check off every box but at that time that was an important box for me I was 19 so (laughs) yeah well and I think like uh, like, I've dated people who weren't, like, six feet tall, right? So everyone has their own preference. Amazing. Okay, did you have one more story on a dating disaster before we move on? Um. Okay, this is a pretty, like, oh, like this happened, like, a long time ago. And, like, I, I feel like it'd be kind of a funny story to share. When I was 19 years old, I started dating this guy. But, like, my mom didn't know or anything. And, my, like, oh, my no. mom and my grandma lived 
at home with me and I my room was in the basement. So I had just freshly like gotten out of a relationship too. And then I kind of started dating someone new, but I didn't tell my mom about him, but he would come over and like stay over and basically like um, the way that they found out about it was definitely the definition of disaster. <laughs> like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So basically what happened was my, mo- my mom used to work at 6 a.m. every day, right? So I would always hear her leave and then my grandma would be upstairs. So I remember this morning very vividly and I remember hearing the home phone ringing and I already had a feeling that it was my mom calling. So my grandma, I could hear her because her her room was right above my room in the basement. And then I could hear her talking to my mom and it sounded not good. So my grandma (laughs) came came downstairs and I could hear her walking. And I was freaking out because my ex-boyfriend was like under the sheets and like oh she, my god she, Nicole and then she basically pulled the covers and then was completely shocked to find this boy in my bed and then um my mom had also just gotten home too and there was it was just like a yelling match and my mom's nose was like bleeding profusely so it was basically like waking up in like a fucking in a you know <laughs> in a nightmare like it was really hectic and like I feel bad looking back now I'm like wow I was such a demon child like (laughs) (laughs) okay Nicole if if you guys could see where my jaw is at right now it's on the floor I'm actually dead yeah so just picture my mom yelling at me with a bloody nose and like it was just hectic and then I still had to drive her to the hospital It it was really hectic why was your mom's nose bleeding um, I think she just had a, was having a really bad nosebleed where it just wouldn't stop bleeding. <laughs> so it was just like one of those moments where everything that could go wrong was going wrong. Like that was life in that moment. <laughs> oh my God. So how did the boy react? Like, what did you guys do? Um, yeah, it was really awkward. He like ended up <laughs> leaving, but like we still ended up dating and then I actually moved out with him as well. So that was a different journey in itself De- definitely a learning curve in my life <laughs> but here we are now here we are now oh my god actually okay wait I do have one more story mm-hmm. so it's not really a dating disaster but it's just okay. like a really awkward situation so okay. when I was in grade 10 Mm -hmm. I, I had asked my mom if my boyfriend at the time could come over. She was literally about to be home anyway in like five minutes. So she said it was fine. Um, and she knew and everything. We kind of like made out for like a minute and like, it was nothing even sexual at all. Like I was literally in grade Mm -hmm. 10. I was such a baby, but like, you know, that's what teenagers do, whatever. And I noticed that he like bit my lip a little bit (laughs) and I thought, (laughs) oh God, okay. I thought it was like not a big deal but then I started it started feeling really weird so I like randomly got up and I went to the bathroom Mm. Nicole it was it looked like a fucking egg was in my lip it was so swollen what (laughs) okay like a mini egg okay oh my god yeah but it was so swollen and only on one side and it was like purple and I was like, okay, my Jeez. mom's going to be home in, like, two oh minutes. Like, yeah. what the fuck, right? So when she came home, she totally called me out. She's like, 
were you guys making out? And I was like, no, absolutely not. I bit my mouth when I was eating crackers yeah. or like something. I said something so stupid. Yeah. Oh my God. And she's totally listening to this because she listens to all my podcasts that and watches all so my videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But nothing else was going on, but I did get a swollen lip and the guy felt so bad. He was like, I'm so sorry. Like, can I get you ice? And I would not even let him look at it. So I was like, oh this my is God. so ugly. <laughs> That is hilarious. So do you think it was him biting you? Like, did he have some venom in there? Like, what's why? Why? What happened? <laughs> I, think, I honestly don't know. Like, I, I think that like teeth shouldn't be mm-hmm. part of the making out thing. I mean, um, I, like a, I like a little lip biting. I won't lie. But like, not like biting. A like, little hard. bit, yeah, but not. <laughs> Just, know, maybe... <laughs> just chomps down on your lips <laughs> okay wait so uh, were, are you allergic to anything maybe he ate like peanuts i don't know i don't know yeah honestly i anything. don't know like i don't think <laughs> allergic to anything but like yeah. whatever so that was a fun time i was Crazy. in grade 10 it was so embarrassing but no yeah, kidding i would love to move on to in my opinion the juiciest part Ooh. of today's episode let's do it <laughs> sugar daddies what is your opinion on this whole mm-hmm. sugar daddy phenomenon mm-hmm. like what what do you think about it well I think to each their own obviously like I don't judge anyone and I think that everyone should be able to do what they want as long as they're consenting to it and mm-hmm. uh, so I mean I'm in Vancouver which is like the place for the like sugar daddy capital right like really I, I'm I pretty didn't sure know that. yeah like the university um in my area is they actually made it to the top five list of sugar daddy universities, which is so crazy to me. I'm like, so that means like some students there are being supported by sugar daddies. Um, Wait, how do you find this out? It was in an article that they posted. Um, the university posted it? No, not the university. I just saw it oh like God. in the, yeah, in kind of like the news or somewhere online. That's what it was saying because okay. they were talking about sugar daddies, et cetera. Um, But my personal opinion on it, like, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with it. Like I said, as long as both parties are consenting to it and no one's getting hurt in the process or taken advantage of. Right. So I think there's so many different angles. But I mean, as long as both people are happy, I mean, I have seen situations where they do end up dating and oh building like a connection there are different stories right so it's not all bad but I can definitely see how it could also go very wrong and lead to a woman getting taken advantage of right um but it goes both ways I'm sure at the end of the day but I like I don't I've personally never had one this is just me speaking from my own perspective okay so I have literally never heard of a sugar daddy sugar baby relationship turning into an actual real romantic relationship I've never heard of that Mm -hmm. before yeah it it definitely happens I'm sure if you look stuff up there's probably success stories you never you never know sometimes age is just a number guys that's so interesting okay so I have my opinion on it and Mm -hmm. then I also have so I have never had one I had a friend who Mm had several and totally Mm -hmm. glamorized it like Mm -hmm. this friend of mine loved that life had so Mm -hmm. many fancy things went to so many fancy places Mm -hmm. through that and it worked out very well for them to my knowledge for me personally uh, honestly I think that at first when I heard about it yeah I was like wow that sounds sick like 
whatever just go mm-hmm. for dinner with this guy and get money yeah. and have university paid for like the i the the fantasy idea of it sounded mm-hmm. appealing in a way where it's like oh i could just get money for like talking mm-hmm. to someone but i feel like it's much more than that and mm-hmm. for me personally i would rather make my own money mm-hmm. and i just find i think that the whole sugar daddy thing is kind of strange because mm-hmm. i feel like it's i feel like men get this like power trip or this feeling mm-hmm of um superiority or authority over whoever the sugar baby is and that doesn't sit right with me it it definitely objectifies the woman right like it's definitely a a feeling of being objectified and like the most experience that i have had with like the whole sugar daddy thing um was i did kind of like dip into it a little bit i tried looking for one but it was just like weird to me like i was just curious right and i was also really struggling at this time in my life so at that point I was like hmm like I've heard so many things and then like I did have like certain friends who also had them so I was like okay well what does it hurt to give it a shot but like I never really followed through with it but I just think that yeah it's definitely a weird position to be in and me as a person as a woman just knowing that like what my values are and who I am, I don't necessarily know if I could even do something like that without being attracted to the person. Right. Right. And at the, at the, and at the end of the day, I think sugar daddy dating is very much so like regular dating because you have these people and sometimes they are really high executive people who don't necessarily have time for dating. And usually some of these people want, um, you know, uh, no, no hassle type of relationship because they're so busy. They realistically just want like the company of a woman, right? So there are instances like that where it can actually work out really well for both parties because they're both getting what they want. The girl gets spoiled and gets an allowance. And then the man essentially gets, I guess, more control over the relationship because there's going to be less drama for him, uh, you know, doing what he wants if he's a, a busy ex- executive guy right so that's just like my take on it because like I've seen like different s- stories like I've watched like random documentaries on it and it's interesting it's a different lifestyle I'm sure it's so interesting because I feel like you and I both have gotten our information from totally different places because when I've heard of women ex- explaining their experience with sugar daddies mm-hmm. like I was listening to a podcast I actually don't even remember Mm -hmm. which podcast it was on this was like Mm -hmm. for sure at least over a year ago but the woman was talking about how she was like so deep in it and she Mm -hmm. was being forced to sleep with other men and it was basically like a form of prostitution and it was just yeah and that's what I'm saying it's it can definitely go bad like I've again I'm not condoning sugar daddies I'm not saying it's a good thing I'm just like explaining what how I see it from the outside perspective in a way. Right. But like, yeah, I can definitely see how it could go really wrong because there are men out there who just really love the power. They're greedy for power. So they want to be able to control everything. And that can definitely lead to someone being taken advantage of in the worst ways. I also think too, for me, I would be so mortified to know, like, let's say I had this guy sending me an allowance in exchange for even just like my time or conversations mm-hmm. or like, photos I've, I've heard of people sending photos for money kind of like only fans right like that's it's the rise of only fans era and that kind of stuff yeah and so for me it just creeps me out because it's like one you don't know 
what they're getting off on or what mm-hmm. they're doing with your photo or like mm-hmm. how this is how this scenario is playing out in their head whether mm-hmm. it's twisted or if it's pretty straightforward you don't yeah. know and then also the other thing is that I would be so upset if I found out that like let's say let's say I had a sugar daddy which I would never but let's say I did mm-hmm. and then I found out he was like married or how yeah exactly you know what I mean like that's yeah. just I, I you just never know and I guess like I've heard mm-hmm. of some women being like, okay, this is a job to me. And mm-hmm. so whatever goes on in his personal life is not my business exactly. and blah, blah, blah. I, ge- yeah. I guess I could see it from both perspectives. Mm-hmm. Just for me, and I think this is like, this goes back to our mindset of mm-hmm. like, if I want something, I'm going to get it exactly. because I worked for it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I think everyone's different though too, right? Like some people can handle living that lifestyle. But I think for people like yourself and myself, Um, you know, we just have different values and we are very independent and we can't even imagine being under that kind of control by someone else and being dependent on on them. Yeah. And I also wanted to touch on something that you said off air Mm -hmm. uh, when we were on the phone. I Mm -hmm. remember you saying something about like, um, you're transferring energy. Can you elaborate on that? What were your exact words? Um, yeah, like I have been on this journey of like self-discovery and I just think energy is huge and the energy that you choose to keep around is is a huge contributor to how your life is going to go so even with everything online like you're still putting your energy into that and like even like if you have a sugar daddy and it's just it can harbor a lot of negative energy I think and like are you talking about like the sex thing too Taylor, um, I was more so referring to the sugar daddy thing, but you can mm-hmm. definitely like elaborate mm-hmm. on the energy well, transfer through sex as well. Yeah, I just think that like you're still putting your energy into that. And at the end of the day, like if it's not something that is going to be worth your while or like more long term, that's going to improve you. It's only going to keep you stagnant or take you down and lower your vibration. And then even with like the sex thing, like you're still transferring energy when you're having sex with someone like you are connecting with that person and you're transferring energy and I think a part of that does like stay with you at the end of the day right like that's why they say the people that you keep around the most um you do you do take on their traits as well 100% I definitely think there are people Mm -hmm. that may be able to Mm -hmm. experience sex without feeling that well I don't know actually Mm -hmm. I, I find that very hard to relate to but I'm sure that there's people who can like remove themselves enough uh yeah for sure yeah of course but that's definitely not me (laughs) I'm just like a very very sensitive person so that's why I am this way like okay for example aside from the sugar daddies thing right like there's a lot of this like online sex work like OnlyFans, and there's even people who sell their panties right so Mm -hmm. like I just think that what you put your energy into is gonna return to you in full circle. So what do you really want to put your energy into? Do you want to put it into something like selling your panties or selling your nudes? Um, Or do you want to put it into an actual business that's going to make you feel positive at the end of the day and not make you feel like you're just an object of sexual desire? Right? Oh, and again, I am not hating on anyone who does OnlyFans or sells their panties, or has a sugar daddy. This is just my perspective, and this is Taylor's perspective, and this is our own personal reason for why we would do the things that we do. Totally, and like, 
to piggyback off of that, I, mm-hmm. we're not claiming that what our opinions are, are true facts. You mm-hmm. know, these are just, this whole show is from, you know, my perspective and your mm-hmm. perspective. Cause you're on this episode, but okay. again, like take everything with a grain of salt, you know, like not everything we say you're going to agree with and vice mm-hmm. versa. So I think that was a really good point to make. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's it for today's episode then. Nicole, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? You guys can find me on Instagram, which is at Nicole V. So that's N-I-C-O-L-E-V-I-E-E. And you can find all my links to my YouTube there as well. Okay, amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so happy that the first guest I got to have on this show was you. We're definitely going to record a lot more episodes, so stay tuned for that. So that concludes today's episode, the third episode of the Tiny Moments podcast. If you guys would like to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at Taylor Francisco. So that's at T-A-Y-L-E-R-F-R-A-N-C-I-S-C-O. You can also search Taylor Francisco on YouTube to find me there. And of course, the Tiny Moments Podcast has an Instagram page as well. So you can go ahead and give us a follow at Tiny Moments Podcast on Instagram. And make sure you stay tuned for next week's episode. We upload every single week on Monday at 7 a.m. Central Time. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk again soon. Bye.